This is IGN. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is IGN. Party Pooper. This is your IGN review of Everybody One to Switch by Travis Northrup. Everybody One to Switch might be the first party game I've played where I ended up with fewer friends afterwards, and not for any good reason either, like a contentious Mario Kart match that tears friends apart. After roping numerous groups into playing with me, a few of those people aren't returning my calls. Instead, these former companions live in fear that I'll ask them to play again, because this game is full of bad ideas that unfortunately soured a good chunk of my holiday weekend. Sadly, Everybody 1-2-Switch is an incredibly disappointing sequel to 1-2-Switch. While its predecessor served as a tech demo and mission statement of sorts for a console that was breaking new ground with its controllers, this meager follow-up manages to feel like a major step backwards by hosting a slim collection of uncreative and poorly designed minigames that make shoddy use of what's still unique about the Switch's tech. The idea is that two teams battle it out in a series of non-sequitur minigames that have you perform competitive chores like jumping rope or pumping up balloons until a winner is declared. The most interesting change from the original is that now there's a mode where you and your friends can use Apple or Android phones instead of Joy-Cons, so you don't need to buy a ton of extra controllers to play in a group. The addition of phones does result in a few unique minigames that the Switch wouldn't be able to do on its own, although they aren't very entertaining more often than not. The one where you literally just play bingo is a great example of how uncreative they are. This is exactly what we, the under-70 crowd, were all hoping to do on our phones at a party, right? There are a few that are mildly better, though, like one where you're shown a color on screen, then have to search your surroundings for something of a similar color and take a photo of it with your phone's camera, with the closest match claiming victory. That at least has some novelty to it. Of course, anytime you add cell phones to the mix, you can expect some odd technical roadblocks to occasionally gunk up your flow. For example, sometimes we'd get a minigame that required camera or microphone access, only to find out that some of the more security-conscious in our group had blocked camera access on their browser. That would give us a message saying that the minigame had been cancelled because not enough of us could use a camera. Why we weren't just able to give those people an opportunity to enable cameras on their browsers before calling the whole thing off, I couldn't tell you. Just don't be surprised if you have to Google around for tech support. There's also a more traditional Joy-Con mode that's filled with by-the-numbers motion-controlled games, like one where you and your friends have to scoot your butts in each other's general direction in order to bump one another out of a virtual arena. These are about as uninspired as they come, since they ask you to basically just repeat the same motions, in this case involving butts, in each one, whether it's jumping up and down or swinging your arms to and fro. They're also very easily exploited by unscrupulous partygoers who'd rather flick their wrist around instead of actually performing the activity. And in many cases, those party poopers will win handily using their shady tactics. You'll only find 17 minigames in total compared to the last game's 28. And yet, even with that low volume, many of them are not winners. There's a samurai dueling game that's just a carbon copy of the quick-draw cowboy dueling from the last game. 
a trivial trivia game that has you answer really difficult questions like, is the nose used to see things? Or what letter comes after C in the alphabet? And another where you repeat the same motion over and over to summon little gray aliens so that they can perform the same motion back at you and then leave. There's certainly some novelty in the bizarre competitions you're asked to participate in, but what precious few are fun the first time you play them definitely aren't at all the second and third time. That just makes an already underwhelming curiosity progressively worse the longer you play it. I'm normally a big fan of the do-this-random-thing style of party games, like when WarioWare asks me to tickle an old man or pick my nose or whatever, but Everybody 1-2-Switch is just a bundle of some of the least creative minigames I could imagine. Worse yet, they also happen to be terrible showcases of the Switch's novel technology. There's a relay race minigame that has you shaking the Joy-Con before passing it on to another player, and another where you have to listen to children order ice cream before you're quizzed on how many scoops of each flavor were ordered. It's crazy to me that in a limitless creative landscape where you could dream up anything you want, you choose to make me perform a crummy retail job as a party game. How is that the best Nintendo could come up with in the past six years? Thankfully, there are a few games where everybody 1-2-Switch shines, like Joy-Con Hide and Seek, in which one player hides their controller and the other team searches for it, armed with the ability to make the hidden controller vibrate violently to aid their search. There's also an entertaining game of musical chairs where your reaction speed is tested against your friends in a way that's less likely to result in injury compared to the original version. It was nice to see neat pockets of creativity in an otherwise dull collection of uninspired ideas, even if they didn't do much to improve the group's enthusiasm for the festivities overall. Those bright spots certainly don't balance the scales when so many are just poorly designed. Everybody 1-2-Switch is a tedious and surprisingly small catalog of unoriginal and mostly poorly designed minigames that's guaranteed to bring any party to a grinding halt. Even with a few interesting ideas, like Joy-Con hide-and-seek or the color scavenger hunting modes, there are simply too few options to keep a group's attention for one game, much less multiple matches. Throw in the fact that many ideas are mind-numbingly boring and others are rehashes of stuff found in the original, and you've got yourself a great way to rid yourself of unwanted friendships, but not much more than that. Thanks for listening. My name is Tony Jackson, and for the latest updates on Everybody 1-2-Switch, visit us at IGN.com. Spoken Layer. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.